Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is the epistle lesson read previously, but especially verse 20 of Philippians chapter 3. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus far the text, dear friends in Christ, civis Romanus sum. That is a Latin phrase that is translated into English, I am a citizen of Rome. And at the time Paul wrote our epistle lesson for today, it was reported or estimated that there were approximately 43 million people living across the vast Roman Empire. But only about 10% of them had the privilege of Roman citizenship. Only 10% could truthfully say, Civis Romanus Sum. Now, if you were not born a Roman citizen, in other words, if you were not born to parents who were Roman citizens, there were ways that Roman citizenship could be acquired. For example, it could be purchased. But it was so expensive that very, very few people had the resources to do it. The most common way that Roman citizenship was acquired was after serving 25 years in the Roman military. After 25 years of putting your life on the line for the empire, you were granted Roman citizenship. And Roman citizenship set you apart from other people in the empire. For Roman citizenship came with special privileges and protections. For example, it was said that a Roman citizen could travel from one end of the empire to the other without having to worry about violence or being attacked, as long as he could say, civis Romanus sum. And Paul, a Roman citizen himself, in jail and put on trial in Acts chapter 21, appealed to the emperor in Rome. That was a privilege, a right that he had as a Roman citizen. And that trial in Acts chapter 21 came to an abrupt halt, and Paul was escorted to Rome. Yes, being a citizen of Rome had special privileges and protections connected with it. And Paul, in our epistle lesson for today, is addressing Christians in Philippi, a colony of Rome. Rome spread these colonies throughout the empire at places that were strategic militarily. And the people in these colonies were granted Roman citizenships. These colonies were like little Romes across the empire. The people spoke Latin, they dressed like Romans, they practiced Roman law. They even made Roman food. And so, these Christians in Philippi could rightly say, I reside in Philippi, I reside in Asia Minor, but I am a citizen of Rome. And Paul's point to them in our epistle lesson for today is that you have an even greater citizenship. He reminds them that 
our citizenship is in heaven. In other words, even though you are a Roman citizen, with all of its privileges and all of its protections, ultimately, you are a citizen of heaven. And thanks be to God, the same can be said about all of us here today. Oh yes, we have American citizenship, one of the most highly sought after and valued citizenships on the face of the planet. But it can also be said of us, you are a citizen of heaven. Yes, you may live in De Pere or Kirkwood or town and country or Manchester or Valley Park, but ultimately you are a citizen of heaven. And it is good for us to remember that we were not natural-born citizens of heaven, just the opposite. We were natural-born citizens of hell, not of heaven. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul tells us that we are, by our very nature, children of wrath. By our very nature, under the wrath of God, because of our sins. And there was nothing that we could do to make ourselves citizens of heaven. There was no great price that we could pay. There was no military force in which we could serve for 25 years. There was nothing we could do to make ourselves citizens of heaven. How ironic and how wonderful that this very thing, our citizenship in heaven, is given to us as a free gift from God. Somebody else has purchased our heavenly citizenship for us. Someone, Jesus Christ, purchased our heavenly citizenship for us, not with gold or silver, but with his blood shed and with his life given. And even though we were not born citizens of heaven, we were reborn with water, the Word of God, and the working of the Holy Spirit. For it was in our baptism that God gave to us all that Christ earned and purchased for us. It is in our baptism that God transferred our citizenship from hell to heaven, from the land of darkness to the land of light from the land of death to the land of life. And now, Paul's point to us is, as people who are living here as citizens of heaven, live as citizens of heaven. For the temptation is to lose sight of our heavenly citizenship and to live as though this here, this earthly surrounding, is all that there ever is. And indeed, it is good for us from time to time to step back and take an inventory of our lives, spiritually speaking, especially in light of the fact that we are citizens of heaven. Or better yet, if someone else were to observe our life, would they conclude without a doubt that we are citizens of heaven? For example, if someone were to observe our weekly schedule and the priority we have in terms of our time and the way we spend it, 
would they conclude that we are a citizen of heaven? Or if they were to observe our finances and the priorities we place upon our dollars, would they conclude without a doubt that we are a citizen of heaven? Or if they were to observe our interactions at work or at school, or perhaps even in our own home, would they conclude that we are a citizen of heaven? In baptism, God has raised us to new life in Christ, and he has given to us a new eternal destiny. And that eternal destiny changes our perspective here in this world. And so Paul can write in Colossians chapter 3, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Indeed, that changed perspective we have as we live our lives here on this earth is good for us to remember, especially on days when things are not going well, when things are not going the way we would like them to go. And so, no matter how someone treats you, no matter what they say or how they say it, remember that you are a citizen of heaven, and no one can take that from you. No matter how things are going at your place of employment, whether you feel appreciated or taken for granted, remember, you are a citizen of heaven, and no one can take that from you. And no matter what the medical diagnosis and what surgery or treatment lies ahead, remember, you are a citizen of heaven, and no one can take that from you. In short, no matter what is happening, no matter how big and momentous it is, no matter how critical it is, remember, you are a citizen of heaven, and no one can take that from you. Now, no one should interpret our epistle lesson for today, and especially not this sermon, to be saying something along the lines of, we are citizens of heaven, so here on earth we do nothing. We simply bide our time and wait for our heavenly appearance to occur. Nothing could be further from the truth. The New Testament is replete with passages inviting, encouraging us to serve our Lord and our neighbor. The idea is to use the gifts and resources God has given to us to serve him and our neighbor and at the same time remember that ultimately our citizenship is in heaven. Over the past few weeks, the world has been horrified by what we have seen taking place in Ukraine, resulting in over two million citizens of Ukraine, mainly women and children, fleeing the country for safer territory. How hard it has been to watch them wave goodbye to their husbands, fathers, sons, 
and brothers who are staying behind to defend their country. We can only hope and pray that at some point there will be the opportunity for these citizens who are now refugees to return back home and be reunited with their loved ones and live in peace in Ukraine once again. Now we cannot begin to compare our situation with theirs. But spiritually speaking, we are refugees as we live in this world. We sang about it just a few minutes ago. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. And we are citizens in a land of a place in which we have not yet lived and have not ever yet seen. But that will change. Because Paul writes in our epistle lesson for today that not only is our citizenship in heaven, but also from it, from heaven, we expect a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And with his coming will come that eternal reunion with all of our loved ones who have gone before us. With this coming will come his raising of our lowly bodies, making them like his glorious body. And with his coming will for the first time come the event where our location and our citizenship are in the very same place. Until that day comes, may God continue to guide and bless us as we travel through life here on this earth. And may he always remind us not only of where we are, but especially also of where we are going. For our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.